0: I just wanted to come on first thing before I start even the show. This will be the pre-show. And just say thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, The ratings came out and I cracked the top 100. Not only did I crack the top 100 in new comedy podcasts. I cracked uh, right into number 69 in the United States. So, you're thanks to you and your support. This is now the 69th most popular new podcast in the U.S.A. Joe Rogan, I'm coming. I'm coming. You, 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 dork. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I mean, you're not. You're not a good person. But I'm, I shouldn't call names. Um, thank you this this is here's the hardest thing the hardest thing is doing this and not thinking anybody's listening the hardest thing is doing why am i doing this is this a vanity exercise well it is it is but thank you from the bottom of my heart um this is the first time i've sat behind this microphone and thought that this might possibly be a thing (laughs) the other days i sit here and just envision the titanic breaking apart and sinking so thank you uh please continue to subscribe and download and and honestly the best thing you can do for me is call the hotline, 518-350-9337. If you can call the hotline, just leave a voice message, and you're going to see it doesn't have to be profound. Just anything, and I can run with it. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I also have to say thank you to a guy named Matt Donnelly. Sweet Matty D. He's called in several times to this show. Um, we were sitting at a racetrack in... Lexington, Kentucky, we were watching the races up in the up in a box seat. And he said, uh, well, now that you're retired, what are you going to do? And I said, I don't know. And he's like, I'm shocked you haven't started a podcast. I thought for sure that's what you were going to do. And I said, um, you know what? <laughs> I said, I don't think the world needs another one of me. A guy like me just talking. And he said, all you have to, he told me, he said, all you have to do ...is be a good companion for someone in their car. That's all you have to do is be a good road trip companion. And you'll be fine. Um, his magic career started... He's a magician. His magic career started because someone said... Why don't you just do it? Just learn a trick. Just do it. And now he's touring across the country. and And, and it's rolling. And then my podcast career started by him saying... Just just start and see where it goes. So this is me taking the little gym he got from his mentor that he gave to me. This is me taking it to you. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Just start today. Just start today. Just do it. Because the world is ready for your voice or your talent or your product. Just do it. Um... That's a Nike ad. Just be it. <laughs> and uh, I'll be the first one. You reach out and tell me that you've got some. I'll be the first one in line to buy it. I'm going to tell you later about a buddy of mine. He made the dopest album. He's a breakbeat guy. But he made the dopest album. And I'm going to tell you about that uh, later on in the show. Because I want you to all download it. Um, I've been, I been. Usually I'm polite about my friends' things. <laughs> I have been playing this album nonstop in my car. So I'm going to tell you about that. I'm going to tell you about some more stuff. I just wanted to take the first four minutes and 29 seconds and tell you that I really appreciate what you've done uh, for me over the last 12 weeks. I think my mailman... um, I think my mailman hates me. He is not... He's not warm. And um, I have a very long driveway. And he has to walk packages because Amazon delivers most of the dry goods to this family. And he... I don't think he likes me very much. Um, We do the Christmas thing. Do you tip your letter carrier or in your trash field my trash people in my letter to you and I get tipped that we do uh, we do presents we usually do like a coffee mug gift set it's got some hot chocolate or some coffee in it or we'll do something i we do that but i think there's not equity i think there's no <laughs> it's not it, it's not worth it for him to have a a coffee mug to have to lug down i mean i order red bulls by mail by the case so he has to bring the red bulls down the driver uh welcome to the show everybody i'm so glad you're here um we're gonna have some fun welcome to newman the podcast episode 13 um lucky 13 i feel lucky you're about to get lucky in your ears wait that's weird Check a check a voicemail. You be the subway, I'll be the third rail. Hey, Nick, it's Carrie. I will to tell you about my best concert and my favorite concert. Sorry, first concert and favorite concert. First concert was the Stray Cats and the Busboys. The Busboys opened. My dad bought tickets for my friend Jennifer and I so we could go alone. And it wasn't until years later we found out that he actually was about three rows behind us because he wanted to see the concert and wouldn't let us go alone my favorite concert again was with my dad and it was when we went and saw the dead and bob dylan it was his last concert before dementia got him and by far my most memorable talk to you later bye carrie thank you for calling that's a Adorable that your dad did that, and that's a great memory for your dad. Hey, um, I know, uh, I I have a vested interest in, in how you feel with that, not to, not yet. So let me just say, Brian is awesome. <laughs> My brothers are quite a bit older than me. They're all, um, they're elderly now. Um, they're a lot older than me. Um. And they used to play that stray cats album in their shared bedrooms. Well, two of them did. One of them uh listened to the band Yes a lot. <laughs> yeah, you know who you are. Um yeah, Brian Setzer, man, and then I'm not familiar with the Bus Boys. So I now I'm gonna Apple Music, The Bus Boys. I gotta I have the The Bus Boys, okay. That's a new... One. Man, this is a good... And then Bob Dylan and the dead... Grateful Dead and Bob Dylan on the same ticket. Um, I'm going to put on my Grateful Dead socks. Even though I'm a... To- yeah, I've got some Grateful Dead socks. I, I haven't gotten dressed yet today. So, um, because of you and your dad, I'm going to wear some Grateful Dead socks. And I'm going to put the picture of them on our social media. at The Instagram at Newman1313. So, just know that I'm wearing those socks today because of you. And your dad. Um, beautiful story that he said behind you. <laughs> that's something I would do. I'm a father. That's something I would do. Um, that's yeah. Okay. See, I, I the idea at first concert, um, best concert is that it's it's the first one's usually lame, and yours isn't lame because you got the stray cats. That's a, that's really good. I'm a poser, Grateful Dead guy. I listen to the Grateful Dead Hour on our local um, NPR station on Sunday nights. When I'm driving around, I listen to the Grateful Dead Hour, and that's it. Um, Friend of the Devil is my only song that I know every word to and that I really like. So uh, I'm going to bump some Friend of the Devil. I have a – I've sang uh, with my friend Jamal Rand. uh, Jamel, sorry, Jamel Rand. I I did a version of Bob Dylan's Wagon Wheel once and it wasn't very good cuz i i didn't uh picking me a bouquet of dogwood flowers i can't there's something in the sh- there's something in the sh- the phrasing whenever i sing it i know intellectually it's dogwood flowers whenever i sing it it's wildwood flowers because i'm thinking of one of my favorite songs is the wildwood flower mama maybelle carter um so there you go What a great call. Carrie, please call back. Um, Call again. This is, yes. Two thumbs up, C. Oh, this person has asked to remain anonymous. They've gone out of their way, so I don't know who they are. So let's hear their voicemail on the hotline. Uh, Yes, I was wondering if you could talk about the absolute best barbecue sauce in the world sweet baby raised on your next podcast thank you so very much <laughs> okay that didn't the anonymous thing didn't work I know who exactly that is <laughs> that is a former co-worker and I don't like to talk about that place that where I worked for nigh on two decades um we ate communal dinners every, every shift. We ate communal dinners every shift. And across the entire organization, there is an unnatural, beyond-the-pale affection for a terrible barbecue sauce called Sweet Baby Ray's. It is awful. Now, look, we talked a few episodes back about hyperbole and saying nothing's ever the worst and nothing's ever the best and that people have different tastes and people say, see color in different ways. I understand. And, may I say, I do not have much of a sweet tooth. I don't care about birthday cake. I don't, I'll eat a cheesecake uh, uh, from time to time. Um... I'll have an ice cream, but I don't. I'm not that guy. I'll eat a candy bar for energy purposes, but not because it's sweet. I'm a savory guy. I like it salty. I like Cajun flavoring. I, that's just what wakes my tongue up. Wake me up, my tongue. <laughs> my spirit sleeping somewhere salty. Um. So they love at where I used to work. There was a cultural difference between me and the other people that, that lived there. I lived a different life before I arrived. A different experience. And unlike people who didn't have that experience or like, I didn't assimilate. I never bought in and I never assimilated. And is that on me? Sure. But I also worked places before I worked there. And, and I, it scares me to death that the people who get this job out of high school think that's how people talk to other people and how people are to other people in a work environment scares me to death um i had to uh, things that are valued where 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 i was coming from were not valued when i got there values are are different than and that's fine But the biggest value difference is wanting to slather your ribs or a a thin fucking pork chop. I'm sorry to curse. They go crazy, these people. (laughs) These hickory stick. I'm being too harsh. These people from the heartland of America. From rural parts. Maybe they like songs about pickup trucks and dirt roads. These people go crazy for the thinnest, grisliest, nastiest pork chop you've ever. They go insane for it. It is disgust it's disgusting. And then they slather it in sweet baby race, <laughs> barbecue sauce. Essentially just melt a Twix bar. It's sugar. You're having sugar gristle is what you're having for dinner. You unsophisticated swine. It's sugar gristle. And you're going crazy. And you make it every night. They, like, you have to physically come to them. I would have to go to them before noon, before the meal at work was planned, and say, please do not drench a 16th of an inch thick pork chop. It's all gristle in a Twix bar. Can we please have something else? I hate that barbecue sauce so much. Listen. I'm not here just to complain. I'm here to tell you the alternative. Famous Dave's makes barbecue sauce. They even make a sweet. I'm not buying it. But it's not a melted chocolate bar. But Famous Dave's makes one called Devil's Spit. Famous Dave's Devil's Spit barbecue sauce. It is so much better. And maybe... Maybe you don't slather it on the worst cut of meat I've ever seen in my life. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Oh, my God. Uh, This caller called in to get me riled up. (laughs) He did it on purpose. And you know what? I swallowed like like a like a largemouth bass. I swallowed the entire bait down to my gills. I hope you're happy. <laughs> my blood pressure's through the roof. Hey, just real quick, um, if you're look, you're gonna be driving around. I have a buddy that released a awesome new beat and loop album. Uh, he's a beat maker, man. He made some tracks. His name is Still. Will, what up, Will? Uh, you can follow him at Still Will underscore eighty six uh, on Twitter. But really, what I want you to do right now is go to Still Will s t i l l w i l l dot bandcamp dot com, and I want you to download his new album, Be Still. It's dope, and it's ch- you know what it reminds me of. He it, it, the jumping off point for this album. Uh, is the music he grew up with in, in the church? That's where a lot, and that's fine. It's not a religious album. Don't, don't, you've already turned your brain off. Look, man, that's just the sound of our youths, those of us who grew up there. So he used that as a jumping off point. Um, I'll tell you what, it, it's the music they play, your mama played in the house when she was cleaning the house, but with a really, really nice beat package underneath. Um, I'm going to play 20 seconds so he doesn't sue me. Look, man, you're just bring you bringing your girl back to the house, and you're like lighting a couple candles. You don't want a bunch of you don't want a bunch of loud stuff. This is real, ch- like, oh. See, you put that on the background, real real slow. Yeah. Listen, please go to. Stillwill.bandcamp.com will dot I can see I got it in my soul. Still dot and download the new album. He's got his other uh, the other one's fine. I'll do it myself is a great album. Uh, that's and first of all, if you name your album "Fine, I'll Do It Myself," that is special. Um, please just go over there, give this guy some looks, listens, feels, smells, touch, taste. Give this guy a chance. Um, Still Will, Still Will, Still Will. I'm going to say his name as many times as I can. StillWill.Bandcamp.com Hello, children. You're going to notice the audio quality has dropped. And that's because things blew up. Um, the week got away from me and I, 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 I look, I don't believe in excuses. I, I got, when I was working, I got in trouble a couple of times. So I don't make excuses where someone else was like, Oh, I didn't do this because of that. I go. Yeah, you're right. That's my bad. And then poor management doesn't know how to handle it. Look, I had some things pop up. I'm a busy dude. Trying to make that green. Trying to stack that paper. So. I did the first half of the show. That you just listened to. I've got three more calls. I have an awesome call from Ryder Appledore. By the way Ryder. I'm going to do that first thing. uh, Next episode. And I think I might have cracked. What you asked about. Wink. Um, I had some work stuff. Come up with, with a few of my endeavors. And I just got. My first instinct was to just send out a tweet on social media and tell you that this show is going to be available tomorrow afternoon. But consistency is the key to these things. I'm letting you look behind the curtain. Consistency is key to these things. And I just want to be consistent. I'm 10 minutes short, and I'm an hour from the deadline I set for myself, I'm ten minutes short away from the day, uh, in the podcast that I want to do, and I'm i half an hour short. So, my wife, I don't like blaming or passing the butt, but out of the blue, she goes, "Hey, real quick, I need you to meet me down at the comedy club." When she's all, she wasn't a part of my life when I was doing stand up, and she doesn't remember how. Awful this club was to me Uh, We're about to go to the club That I started I had to move home clubs Because these people were awful It is such a gatekeep Inner circle thing here There are two Completely failed Comedians Who they middled for some people In like the Midwest In like Indianapolis You were middling in Indianapolis you weren't headliners. So they make themselves the headliner at every show and whether the 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 headliner themselves brings an opener, they do five. And it's the same five they've been doing since I was doing. And I didn't care for either one of these gentlemen. <laughs> so I was getting my comedy career, if you want to see this, was rolling. I was getting offers to play festivals. Uh, I myself was middling at other clubs, but I just couldn't break in here because you can be successful, but unless they can take credit for your success, you're gonna stay right where they want you, right where they need you. And then openers, that's what your core group does. If you run a comedy club, let me let me let you on some secrets. Your openers are your young guys and gals, where women, women, young, strong women. Who are working on their craft here and could use full audiences that come with headliners. Do you get what I'm saying here? So they can play big rooms. They can work out things. And they can get good. Well, if you two take those spots. If you two take those spots. The younger core, they don't get the flight time. They don't get the stage time. They don't get to feel the lights. They don't get to work on new stuff because the two of you want to do your tight vibe you you've been doing for 15 years. So I had to leave this club and I found a new home club and things went great for me. And I was myself middling and I was myself um, working and getting festivals and moving and things were starting to happen. And it all happened from leaving this dysfunctional club. Now, Reddy Rich, if those of you listen to the other podcasts on the network or anything, Reddy Rich is a, is a fantastic producer. Uh, he produces a big-name podcast. He told me one time that schadenfreude, where you take pleasure in the suffering of other people, is never healthy. It's not healthy not just for them. It's not healthy for you. So one of these two dudes completely blows up his career by making... Uh, a racist joke on television about the new, about the uh, Meghan Markle's baby blows his career completely up. But because this is central Kentucky and some people find him adorable, he gets to keep moving. He lost his shows. He had to move networks, but he's still working. So my wife's like, okay, we've got tickets to this thing and I don't want to go. And then here's the thing. She bought tickets. The performer tonight that I'm about to meet my wife in minutes, and the reason I have to do an in the car low res into this podcast is David Keckner. David Keckner is a genius, David Keckner is one of the best comedians in the world. David Keckner is fabulous but all my wife knows of David Kegner and why she bought these tickets is because he's Todd Packer on the office. So I said, Hey, is there a way to like not go? Cause I don't think you're going to like it. I think you're expecting Todd Packer and you're going to get Gerald T bones, uh, Tibbet, uh, from naked trucker and t bone You're going to get a lot that you're not expecting here. And I know the kind of comedy you like, and the kind of comedy you like is terrible. um you know the lady who does the Asian voices when she talks about getting her nails done. That's my wife's favorite comedian the you you know have girlfriend you know have boyfriend that that lady is her favorite. David Kegner is about to do some high level highbrow stuff and she is not gonna enjoy this. So, this is not an excuse, but you're not getting a high-res, you're not getting a high-res into this show, you're getting a low-res into the show while I'm driving my car around in a parking lot of a mire, waiting on my wife and I to walk into what she doesn't realize is a hostile environment that I left kind of with both fingers in the air, Uh, but it's fine. It was it was a long time ago, and what I've learned is people care less about you than you care about them and your memories. So I just don't go to this club. You know, yeah. There was another thing. I, you want me to spill the tea? Say it loud enough. Do you want me to spill the tea? Awesome. There was a Dennis Leary had a uh, a charity called comics come home comics come home was a boston-based charity that worked for the cam neely organization which was a children's charity in boston so he had a thing called comics come home and it would be a big reunion of boston area comics and they would raise money for the neely foundation and it was wonderful so while we were doing this these two jabronis jabronis is good these two jabronis said oh by the way uh we're having a comics come home show next week and i said that's awesome i said please 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 put me on that bill and they're like oh okay and i said uh so this goes to the neely foundation oh no 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 we're keeping the gate no no we're no we're not this isn't for charity yeah, but you're calling it Comics Come Home because that's a popular show that like Patrice O'Neill at the time did and Dennis Leary. Like that's what you're it's a charity show. No, we're keeping the gate. Well then I can't be a part of it. Because <laughs> that's not okay. All right. This isn't what you wanted. And this show is, is riding high because of the the ratings that came out. And then I took my frustration of the day and my weirdness of being drugged back to this place. And it's a part of my life that my wife doesn't know. And have I shared uh, that this place causes me a little anxiety and stress? No. No. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk in like I own the place. Because here's the secret, kids. I did. <laughs> that was the best thing I came out of there. There, I said it. Um, I'm going to order expensive drinks for my two-drink minimum. And I'm going to tip heavily the server and then I'm going to get the complete shit out of there as fast as I can. Um, I appreciate that people are liking this. And if I just ruined it the last 10 minutes for you, come back next week and I'm going to put on. <laughs> I have a call from Ryer Appledorn and I can't wait to sing. I couldn't wait to sink my teeth into it. But seven people. I'm looking at the numbers. I have seven subscribers who subscribe to this podcast and listen to it the minute it releases. Maybe they're expecting a 657 Eastern Daylight Time release of this podcast. And guess what? They're going to get it. So uh, thank you. I can't thank you enough. I'm just feeling self-conscious, and I'm making a bigger deal out of this than it deserves. I really am. I'm making a bigger deal out of this, but, um, I thought I was going to be a comedian. I I thought they, as soon as I did my first, my first long set that they would say, prepare the standard rich and famous contract for Kermit, the frog and company. I thought they were going to say that. I thought I was going to catch a sitcom. I, this was 15 years ago, but I really did think, um, and all that was born out of just hating where I was It hating where I was in my life and, and, and just hating everything. Um, and the sweet baby Ray stuff from early in the show. It's a little bit of that, too. <laughs> so um, there's just a little bit of hurt and there's a scar. And because Todd Packer asked, you know, <laughs> Todd Packer. And william hung license plate todd packer from the office i'm getting drug to this place um this isn't the first time i went back i went back to this place to see piff the magic dragon and guess what uh that little dragon told the headliners to kick sand he's got his own is what he said yeah funny on that particular tour he didn't have jade simone was his headliner so, he, at least, all it takes is for the headliner to say, no, I'm good. I don't. <laughs> so, I love you. And I hope you don't hold me being stressed out and uncomfortable against me. I just want, my wife wanted a date night, and I'm, I'm going to let her have it. So, in seven days, I want you to come back, and I want you to... I want you to come back in seven days and I want you to tell me um, by calling the voicemail or leaving um, a message of some kind. I just want you to tell me that you had a great week and we'll talk about this show. I'll talk about David Keckner, champ kind uh, from Anchorman. Um, I would go to this show for you if you asked me to. All right. Banvoyas.